Hey guys, Miss V here, chapter three, the family dog. Nobody ever came right out and said that Fudge was the reason my father lost the Juicio account, but I thought about it. My father said he was glad to be rid of Mr. Yarby. Now he could spend more time on his other clients, like the Toddle Bike Company. My father is in charge of their new TV commercial. I thought maybe he could use me in it since I know how to stand on my head. But he said he wasn't planning on having any headstanders in the commercial. My grandma had taught me how to stand on my head when I spent the night at her house. I can stay up for as long as three minutes. I showed my mother, my father, and Fudge how I can do it right in the living room. They were all impressed, especially Fudge. He wanted to do it too, so I turned him upside down and tried to teach him. But he always tumbled over backwards. Right after I learned to stand on my head, Fudge stopped eating. He did it suddenly. One day he ate fine, and the next day, nothing. No, eat, he told my mother. She didn't pay too much attention to him until the third day, when he still refused to eat. She got so upset. You've got to eat, Fudgy, she said. You want to grow up big and strong, don't you? No, grow, Fudge said. That night, my mother told my father how worried she was about Fudge. So my father did tricks for him while my mother stood over his chair, trying to get some food into his mouth, but nothing worked, not even juggling oranges. Finally, my mother got the brilliant idea of me standing on my head while fudge, while she fed fudge. I wasn't very excited about standing on my head in the kitchen. The floor is awfully hard in there, but my mother begged me. She said, it's very important for fudge to eat. Please help us, Peter. So I stood on my head. And when Fudge saw me upside down, he clapped his hands and laughed. When he laughed, he opens his mouth. And that's when my mother stuffed some baked potato into it. But the next morning, I put my foot down. No, I don't want to stand on my head in the kitchen or anywhere else, I added. And if I don't hurry, I'll be late for school. Don't you care if your brother starves? No, I told her. Peter, that's an awful thing to say. Oh, he'll eat when he gets hungry. Why don't you just leave him alone? That afternoon when I came home from school, I found my brother on the floor playing with boxes of cereals and raisins and dried apricots. My mother was begging him to eat. No, 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 Fudgy shouted. He made a terrible mess, dumping everything on the floor. Please stand on your head, Peter. It's the only way he'll eat. No, I told her. I'm not going to stand on my head anymore. I went to my room and slammed the door. I played with Dribble until supper time. Nobody ever worries about me the way they worry about fudge. If I decided not to eat, they'd probably never even notice. That night, during dinner, fudge hid under the table. He said, I'm a doggy. Woof, woof, woof. It's hard to eat with him under the table, pulling on my legs. I waited for my father to say something, but he didn't. Finally, my mother jumped up. I know, she said. If fudge is a dog, he wants to eat on the floor, right? If you ask me, Fudge never even thought about that. But he liked the idea a lot. He barked and nodded his head. So my mother fixed his plate and put it under the table. Then she reached out and petted him like he was a real dog. My father said, aren't we carrying this a little too far? My mother didn't answer. Fudge ate two bites of his dinner. My mother was satisfied. After a week of having him eat under the table, I felt like we really did have a family dog. I thought about how great it would be if we traded him fudge for a nice cocker spaniel. That would solve all of my problems. I could walk him and feed him and play with him. He could even sleep on the edge of the bed at night. But of course, that was wishful thinking. 
My brother is here to stay, and there's nothing much I can do about it. Grandma came over with a million ideas about getting Fudge to eat. She tricked him by making milkshakes in the blender. When Fudge wasn't looking, she threw in an egg. Then she told him if he drank it all up, there would be a surprise in the bottom of his glass. The first time he believed her, he finished his milkshake. But all he saw was an empty glass. There wasn't any surprise. Fudge got so mad, he threw the glass down, and it smashed into a little million pieces. After that, Grandma left. The next day, my mother dragged Fudge to Dr. Cohn's office. He told her to leave him alone, that Fudge would eat when he got hungry. I reminded my mother that I told her the same thing, and that was for free. But I guess my mother didn't believe that one, because she took Fudge to see three more doctors. None of them could find a thing wrong with my brother. One doctor even suggested that my mother cook Fudge his favorite foods. So that night, my mother broiled lamb chops just for Fudge. The rest of us ate stew. She served him the two lamb chops on his plate under the table. Just the smell of them was enough to make my stomach growl. I thought it was mean of my mother to make them for Fudge and not me. Fudge looked at the lamb chops for a few minutes. Then he pushed his plate away. No, he said, no chops. Fudgy, you'll starve. You must eat, my mother said. No chops, cornflakes, said. Want cornflakes. My mother ran to get cereal for Fudge. You can eat the chops if you want them, Peter, she told me. I reached down and helped myself to the lamb chops. My mother handed Fudge his bowl of cereal, but he didn't eat it. He sat at my feet and looked up at me. He watched me eat his chops. Eat your cereal, my father said. No, no eat cereal, Fudge yelled. My father was really mad. His face turned bright red. Fudge, you will eat that cereal or you will wear it. This was turning out to be fun after all, I thought. And the lamb chops were really tasty. I dipped the bone in some ketchup and chewed away. Fudge messed around with the cereal for a minute. Then he looked at my father and said, No eat, no eat, no eat. My father wiped his mouth with his napkin, pushed his chair back, and got up from the table. He picked up the bowl of cereal in one hand and fudge in the other. He carried them both into the bathroom. I went along, nibbling on my bone to see what was going to happen. My father stood fudge in the tub and dumped the whole bowl of cereal right over his head. Fudge screamed. He sure can scream loud. My father motioned for me to go back to the kitchen. He joined us in a minute. We sat down and we finished our dinner. Fudge kept on screaming. My mother wanted to go to him, but my father told her to stay where she was. He'd had enough of Fudge's monkey business at mealtimes. I think my mother really was relieved that my father had taken over, and for once my brother got what he would deserved, and I was glad. The next day, Fudge sat at the table again in his little red booster chair, where he belongs. He ate everything my mother put in front of him. No more doggy, he told us. And for a long time after that, his favorite expression was, eat it or wear it. That's the end of chapter three.